Hey, welcome to Theme Team. I'm Adam. I'm Preach. I'm Jeb. We think that the movies that resonate with us the most are saying something that's really important to humanity. That they are making some sort of claim about a better way to live. Some people call this a theme, others call it a moral, we call it an armature. The best movies in our findings are the ones that are saying something specific, and say it really well. So, join us as we analyze and take apart some classic movies, and see what they're trying to say. Hey. Uh, we're talking about Wally. Oh, it's a, it's a good movie. It's about it's space and robots, guys. Could it not be a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's good. Yeah, that's exactly why it's good. No other reason. End of the podcast. You don't know how many people I've actually met who say they don't like it because there's no talking in it. <laughs> or at least I used to run into that a lot. I don't talk about Wally that much with people anymore. Other than my friends who all super like it, so I have, I can't remember who, but I have heard that I remember hearing that argument before. Which I always thought was silly. Strange. Yeah. Argument. Well, um, yeah, it's a dope movie. Why is it dope? <laughs> I, one of the main reasons is it's is actually because it's so concise and clear you can have more or less half of a movie with nobody talking and you know what's going on mm -hmm. and not just on the surface level you you know what's going on what's nuts is how long the first act is it's literally almost 30 minutes long depending how you split it up I was going to talk about that this movie has two inciting incidents whoa hot take oh. <laughs> yeah i i can go into that a little bit if if that's where we're going i just so it's interesting because as far as wally's story is concerned um uh the inciting incident is when eve comes so it's like every day he does he compacts trash until one day a lady robot comes um who's also free but um as far as eve and the Axiom's uh, story is concerned when uh, Eve kind of sucks the plant inside of her. That's when the inciting incident happens. So it's interesting because like, there are those two stories happening in tandem. There's Wally's story, and then there's how Wally affects Eve and the Axiom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so nutty and has a lot to do with the theme, but that how Wally does not intend to change the axiom. <laughs> he just yeah. literally kind of doesn't even care about it. Yeah, when he finds the plan, it's I was like, oh, it's just another cool thing. Mm -hmm. And even in getting the plan, it's always because Eve wants it. Yeah, I'd say, though, I think the real inciting incident is just her arrival that's actually bar i'd say that's the essentially that's the point of no return like everything changes for wally yeah because that's yeah, the moment yeah, yeah. he that's the moment he um like even though he sees the beauty and wonder and things he's trapped in where he is so that can only take up so much 
of his time, so he t spends his time still following his directive. He just, mm -hmm. you know, there's no one to order him around, so he can take his time and do his thing and develop his collection of things and do the things he enjoys. But the moment she arrives, that's all gone. Okay. And mm -hmm. he even, even when, uh, like, so she arrives, does nothing but pay attention to her. When she finally pays attention to him, he shows her who he is. And when she turns off because she gets the plant, it's like the last day before they come back and get her that he finally kind of goes back to... Like, he mm -hmm. tries so hard to do something with her, and it doesn't work. And then that's... So, it's... Interesting because at first I I was like I was fully on board with the idea that like he's the instrument of change but he himself doesn't change but he does change a bit because he's he gets something from her and that's just the motivation to do something else actually and actually wrote something else down that kind of struck me from her but I'll mm. let you guys go first. Well, because I gotta find it too. <laughs> mm. Although is is something that uh, that it was at least implied that he wanted uh, before she even arrived, uh, with mm -hmm. him watching the movie and uh, and showing the characters holding hands and him doing that gesture. Yeah. So. And I'd even argue, this is a deeper argument that I'm trying to flush out for the, the critical hit, but uh, even in him collecting things that he's won that brings him wonder and curiosity and he thinks is beautiful, like I still think he's doing that out of a longing of uh, connection because I think the greatest scene is when he's showing Eve uh, all those trinkets, like... Yeah. He's being really vulnerable in that moment. Like he's like, I think this is cool and really important. And if you think this is cool and important too, then you know we get to really connect. Yeah, and I know all of the stuff that you guys are saying, I totally agree with. But I don't think that changes that there's there's one kind of kicking off point for things going. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, one, I would agree with that. And, and the one interesting thing that I felt that she did show him is because, yes, he wanted more. Um, because I mean, he does show that he wanted more and nothing was around for him to be able to do that. But I don't know if it carries on, but there's something interesting. There's the other interesting thing about the scene when he's being vulnerable and showing Eve, like, all the stuff that he has. Mm -hmm. Um she shows she shows him that there's more to the things that he has than he knew mm -hmm. because gives him the Rubik's cube she solves it gives him right. the light gives her the light she, it lights up he didn't know either of those things were were possible he even and the light even um yeah the zippo lighter yeah yeah it's like those are all like just because you know whatever reason she's a newer robot so maybe you know she's got more curiosity circuits or whatever bs plot 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 stuff but she's able to do that um so she shows him 
something more. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe that makes him strive for more. Maybe it doesn't. That might be a bit of a stretch. I'm not entirely convinced of that, but I feel well, like there is something there. I would say that's just like that is the connection he's longing for and like the relationship. Because one thing that I actually really liked was he doesn't initially like he doesn't instantly quote unquote fall in love with her. It's like she lands, opens up, and he's like, "Okay, that that's another robot. That's cool." And then he's just like intrigued by her. Um, but it's not until he sees her flying around. And then um, after she, like, is gentle and, like, um, takes time to play with his cockroach, that's when he actually, like, does the googly eyes thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that, like, he waits to see, like, what she values. And if she's entirely, I mean, to use the the movie's theme, which we haven't got to yet, but, like, if she's entirely directive-driven or if she's... Um, like she has something to express and enjoy as an individual. And I think he's able then to relate on those more individual aspects. And then that's when he falls in love. So anyways, to go back to what you were saying, Preet, um, like I think that's just the relationship of them like being a team and growing and nuancing each other and having something to bring to the other. Because, you know, at, again, this is jumping way ahead and probably too soon but you know obviously Wally has something to teach um, Eve you know by the end of the film mm-hmm. and then yeah I would I would agree that she because also I don't know I don't think that'd be a good mature picture of relationship if it was only Wally had something to offer like Eve also needs something to offer or else it's not <laughs> good connection yeah no that's mm-hmm. a good call I think that makes a lot of sense mm. that's cool um, we, we did touch on it though. So, um, armature, I have a pretty good articulation of it. Um, I think at this point, but, uh, I'll let you guys, um, talk about what you guys have figured out first. I mean, we were just going to let you do all the work on, on that part. (laughs) That was, that was, that was my thing. Big time saver. Space robots are cool. Is so that's that's clearly the arbiter, right? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Adam talks about Wally show with friends. <laughs> with friends who listen along with the audience. Yeah. Did you have um, a? Go ahead, Jim. Uh, well, I, I didn't have some specific written down, but um, just. I mean, I th- hmm. like, like, uh, like, just, uh, uh, like, like, surface level, where you, where you supposed to get at the movie, like, like every, I've seen everyone, uh, like, uh, get off their track, and you know, like, mm-hmm. and I turned the autopilot off. Like, I, I think, like, just that is, like, even without articulating it, 
Like, like you, like you, like you, you, you know exactly what that is. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and really, I meant to, <laughs> to, to, uh, to try to, to word it out properly, but didn't have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I I'm kind of in the same boat. I have a a strong feeling of what it is, but I don't know if I've got the articulation fully right. But it feels something like along the lines of um, if you supplement directive for purpose, mm-hmm. you have to choose what your purpose is. So you have to choose what your directive is. Yeah. So because exactly exactly what Jeff was saying, they all everyone. Except Wally, well, actually, including Wally, has a preset purpose. The humans right. is simply to exist and and be fed, <laughs> yeah, right. and entertained. The robots are to facilitate that feeding and entertaining for the humans. Wally's is to clean the earth. Um. And but you have to choose if if that is your only purpose or if you're going to do more than that and. Wally clearly mm-hmm. chooses to do more because he's the. There's no one to tell him not to. And he's been yeah, around yeah. long enough that you know. But that's the, that was always that's the interesting thing is because that's a double tool in the movie because it allows. It allows all of that fantastic world building in the opening. By the fact that he still does his directive. Mm-hmm. Um, he just does it in his own way. So, like, you know, finds the car alarm yeah. and turns it on. Like, what's this? Finds a little diamond uh, diamond ring box and then keeps the box because of the hinges. And he's like, oh, there's just a rock and some metal. But the hinges. Look at these hinges. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that a little in what I have written so far. Just how. Like, it, it's not. It's. I think it's probably easy to paint, like, the idea of, like, following directive as negative but i don't think that's entirely what the movie is saying because mm-hmm. like, nah. like you said like um wally is following his directive at the yeah. beginning but he's just he adds context and weighs his priorities um and then acts accordingly he's not religious to his directive mm-hmm. yeah yes Sorry, go ahead, oh and and a really good moment is when, uh, like what, mm, uh, mm, uh, uh, on the garbage chute, uh, what while he gets hurt and it, and and uh, hey, mm, and uh, hey, he 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 ba- basically said. Says to to Wally that you know he he's her her, her new direct director, mm-hmm. right? Like like oh <laughs> yeah. So um, the the armature that I have kind of encompasses all of that. Um, in trying to fully get all of it. So what I have is in order to live. You should be driven by love. 
You could also switch out love for connection. You should be driven by connection. And the reason we chose that was, one, in order to live was a call to when the captain says, I don't want to survive. I want to live. So he's like, that's, that's a premise. It's like, okay, well, what does live mean? And then um, you have to look at what he does and then like what Wally does and all that stuff. And it's like they're driven by wonder and curiosity, but it's like all of that wonder and curiosity is predicated on like connecting with other humans. And especially, it's funny when you read the script, especially with this one, there's a lot of little notes that uh, I think they had to write in just to like make clear what the beeps and boops mean. Mm. Um, but uh, so when... Um, the whole ship tilts and all the humans are like sliding um it had a little note of something like and for the first time um humanity like touched and held each other up hand in hand or something like that so like that idea of they they lived entirely on you know an unquestioned um unnuanced like world of just like let's just do what's put in front of us and you know, they kind of have a directive. It's a little different, but it's like there is the blue is the new red, and then everybody just follows it. Um, mm. So, anyway, so it's like then you're being purely driven by a directive by someone else's um, choice for you. And then, obviously, um, that all kind of is extreme. The extreme point of view is Otto, who... Uh, I think this is done really well is so right after the captain says, I don't want to survive. I want to live. Otto's literal next line is must follow my directive. Yeah. And he then, and um, he turns the whole ship, which now is putting all of the humans in danger, which the whole like point of a one thirteen is to, you know, help humans keep them surviving that's true but now yeah. he's so religious to the directive he's putting in danger the people that that order was supposed to protect yeah um, I, I noticed on my recent watch through he does that immediately as well when he realizes that uh, i think it's when he realizes that they still have the plant and are coming back Mm -hmm. um, and he turns on all the security bots to go after them. The right. first thing the security bots do as they leave is knock over two humans. Yes. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So that's the extreme of, like, not adding nuance and context in what you think is right and the best way to live. Like, you're just following the directive to the T without, you know, it's the whole, like... No, we have a plant. The earth is clearly sustainable now. And then he's like, irrelevant. Mm -hmm. It's like he literally, Otto literally thinks that. It's like, it's irrelevant what the context is. I have an order. I have to follow it. Um, but then you have Wally, who is um, driven, you know, entirely by like what he personally thinks is um, like worth living for. And he's always putting, you know, like we said earlier, he's weighing it. He's weighing his priorities. Like when 
when he needs to follow his directive, he does, but he's very uh, quick to, like, just drop it. Like, for instance, um, when he's, like, following Eve around, he's actively not doing his directive. Right. It's, like, the middle of the day he should be, but he just... He's prioritizing, like, no, this is more important. This could actually lead to connection, which I more highly value. So, that was kind of why I said, in order to live, you should be driven by love or by connection. Because I think that's ultimately, like, it, like that encompasses um, the wonder and the uh, kind of being open to growth and all that. I haven't fully fleshed all of that out in my head and how it all, that's all cogent, but um, I, I intuitively think it's there, at least at this point. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Uh, on first impression, uh, that's, that sounds pretty solid to me. Uh, how... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going, going through the whole movie now in my head, you know, as, as far as uh, all, all that being connected to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a few scenes that I really, really like and I want to think about a lot. And it's actually interesting because there's a lot of parallels to um, Ferris Bueller um, and some things in Shawshank that I also want to think about. But, like... Um, I love the scene where Mary and John are at the pool and, you know, everybody's like, oh, pool's closing. And they just blatantly ignore that directive. And then there's that robot who's like, no splashing. And they just kick water at it and then it shorts out. Like, that's that's damaging property. (laughs) That's (laughs) not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But it's like, it's celebrating that. It's saying like, no, they have a better thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, it's interesting to me. Um, there's there's another scene like that in Wally, but I can't think of it right now. But that one specifically is loud every time I think about it. Yeah. Uh, just, oh, yeah. I, fi- I remembered it, but continue. Oh, I was just, just going to say, uh, 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 a fun fact that I just uh, I found out today that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Wally and Shawshank Redemption have had the uh, had the same uh, com- composer. Really? Yeah. Huh. That makes a lot I'll, of sense. I like that. That's cool. Um, yeah, and the other parallel that I just remembered was um, this: the kind of um, valuing and celebrating of um, the the people who aren't doing the directive, but also like in weird ways. So we talked about in uh, Ferris, how Charlie Sheen's character is a drug addict, but he's, you know, um, he's kind of living his own life um, away from what people think, but they have a similar scene with all the, uh, the defunct robots. Mm -hmm. Like they're not doing their directive. So there's a celebration for that, but at the same time, at least when we first meet them, they're doing it in a weird way. Like, oh, I'm free, but that means I'm just going to put makeup on whatever and I'm going to hit tennis balls at whoever. But what's interesting then is because they find like a common goal in Wally, then they kind of become these 
these protagonists who are like, no, yeah, we like being above the, <laughs> the directive and doing something that's, I guess, that we actually believe in rather than just getting fixed, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, re- I remember the of the song being being used quite a bit, but uh, I I've def- definitely realized just how much you know the uh, uh, the song from the song uh, from from the movie watches uh, mm-hmm. upon your Sunday clothes like like yeah you, you just like uh, like. like becomes one of the motifs for the for the whole movie and mm-hmm. even like the the connecting points point like uh for a lot, a lot of his character most of the characters that he he interact acts with with and effects mm-hmm. you know you know, like, you know uh, yeah, like with the captain like oh i know that song or yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and all the yeah all the defective robots he you know chiming that yeah, the broken mm-hmm. pink bot starts singing it as soon as he sees Wally again in the hallway when he starts following him. Right. It's cool that you guys noticed that because that actually, when I was um, mentioning earlier, Jeb, um, this was before the podcast started, that there were some things I didn't actually catch till I read the script, but that was actually one of them. I That whole plot of... Um, yeah, that song accidentally plays when he frees all of them. And then, yeah, that becomes sort of their, like, rally song. Like, yeah, there's, I think, two scenes where they have one of the robots going... And then, yeah, at the very end, when they're all kind of, like, gathering and, you know, rallying together, heading towards the Lido deck or whatever, the wherever the plant machine is. Um, Wally turns it on and that's what like that's what brings them all together again they're like oh yeah that's our song yeah so yeah I I don't know if it was too subtle or if I just wasn't paying enough attention but that part I did miss until I read the script Hmm. yeah that's one thing that I was saying when Jen and I were watching it we were like I think we need to watch Hello Dolly just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to see if there's anything else or if it was just the song because I feel like there might have been a bit more but I'm not sure I think it was just there was actually two songs there was yeah. Put On Your Sunday Clothes and then whatever it's a slower song they sing the, when they're holding hands yeah the love song yeah that To Be yeah. Loved uh, I, 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 yeah I didn't look up the name but yes yeah the one the, the holding hands mm-hmm. and also comes back uh, as, as several times yeah, well, he typically plays it when he's trying to hold um, Wally, or Eve's hand. Yep. One of the things mm-hmm. I, I do uh, like a lot in is the, the clarity in everything that happens both before and after the axiom. Like, with... Like, so when John falls off his uh, chair, mm-hmm. the the uh, the security bots show up 
to uh, to stop him getting run over by any other chairs. They make a new track for the other chairs, but only to go around him to get back onto their normal track. Right. It's like it's it's perfect, just exactly a square around him just to get back on the track, and then the, the track continues back the way it was. And the security bots don't actually help him because mm-hmm. they're security bots. <laughs> so they show up and like, uh, you know, please, please be patient. A service bot will be around to help you shortly. <laughs> right. So they're like, you're right there. You could help him, but you're not gonna. You're waiting for a service bot. And then Wally's just like, I'm just gonna help you up back onto your chair because mm-hmm. why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you need help, and I am here. And I can't. I could help you. So I'll just help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, encompassed in, you know, the the easy little word love, I want to also explore sympathy too because that's, I think, another big part that's addressed in it. Because, like, with that, like, Wally shows sympathy to all sentient or all conscious um, things. So it's like, you know, he waves, for instance, to everybody. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, in that instance, um, I think it's in, it's supposed to be a parallel to um, way later. So it's like no one stops and helps John. All of the other humans just drive by. Mm-hmm. Whereas then when everybody's uh, sliding, that's when they're all like, oh, there's other people and I can help them. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, like before, it, it wasn't... Uh, anyone's directive you know it was the, the service bot right you know. right yeah yeah um and even <laughs> a funny little note again in the script but uh when wally is when they finally put the plant in and eve takes wally out of getting smushed um you know everybody's like their heart breaks for wally and in the script it says and the people feel sympathy for the first time <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of just that idea of... I don't know, it's really dense and I don't know how much I actually want to cover because you can go into the whole like... um, Like by and large, in a way, does like brainwash him, right? Like it has that scene where it shows the babies kind of saying like, no, by and large, got you. You don't have to worry about anything. And then there's some... It's like a big overall computer thing. It's like, by and large, giving you everything you need to be happy. So it's like, you could hit it from that angle, but I don't know if that's necessarily what the movie's trying to say. Um, I think it's more just about, like, waking up. Like, you always have the potential to, to be sympathetic, to, like, care and connect. Yeah. Because it... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you know, was, was, well, we were say, saying that of, like, when the examples are on is, you know, when, when he wait, waves to the, that, the one, you know, you know, giant robot. The uh, giant typing, typing bot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. the most, like, like, useless. Very, yeah, like just and just like yeah, very emotionless and, and cold looking thing ever, and then and the, and then we we come uh, comes back is so excited about wait waving, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I love that right. scene. 
It's just, yeah. he's just, it's, it's, they, and they, it's such a good, he just looks happy. And I was like, how does it look happy? I don't understand. <laughs> but it just looks happy. It's just waving because he's able to like figure it out. Like, oh, this, 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 this thing can do more than just pu- push the buttons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, an interest, an interesting thing I noticed that I don't, uh, I don't think is actually anything necessarily to do with. I think this is more of a plot thing than a story thing, um, but I noticed something that's pro- that's probably lost after the first time you watch it is you don't know that. Um, you know, or maybe this is just me because I think about it this way until trying to watch it this particular time. But you don't know um, Eve is from Earth or from the humans or from the Axiom until they get mm-hmm. back to the Axiom. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything, when she lands, uh, when the ship lands, you know, it doesn't look like any of the stuff that we've seen before from like, you know, because we've seen a picture of the Axiom. And the other right. ships that launched doesn't look like that, so it could very well just be aliens are looking around on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was like an interesting choice that they made, possibly maybe just to like because it was just like no, it doesn't because probably be, actually it's probably exactly because it doesn't really matter until it has to matter that they're from the Axiom. But I just, yeah. it's just an interesting thing that like yeah because there's nothing there's no there's no markings on anything that gives it away unless you really look. It's true. I think, right? Like she doesn't have a by and large logo. Right. Yeah. yeah they totally could have done that or on any part of the of the ship that landed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the only English that's on her is the container she's in says Eve, but it's like a car logo, so you can't really tell it says Eve until you really mm-hmm. look at it. It actually mm-hmm. looks like alien writing because it's more of a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was like, I was what? So obviously there's nothing on her. And when they take back off in the rocket, I think you can off to the side uh, a little out of focus. You can see a keep clear sign on the rocket, but you're not looking there. So you wouldn't notice it unless you were looking for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was just like so they so they went to lengths to make sure it didn't it wasn't obvious, right? So you didn't know where they were going, either mm-hmm. when he's when he's going with her, and then ends up oh they're going back to oh it's the axiom, oh mm-hmm. what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting point. And then it's and then I was like I. For some reason, before watching it, I assumed the midpoint reversal was that. Um, mm-hmm. Was getting to the axiom, but it's not. It's actually finding mm-hmm. out the, you know, the um, auto and the little tiny crap. It's the little tiny Gopher. thing. Gopher. Gopher yeah. <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's got little tiny, tiny arms that are nothing other than, I'm going to scare you now. His little... <laughs> You know, like I thought they were pads. like shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. and they just pop cause... up so he could, and then, like everyone kind of jumps back whenever he does it because he sticks them out and just charges. He uses it a few times, like um, in the beginning when he's scanning, he like scans uh, 
Well, he's scanning all the Eve bots, and there's the one where Wally is, and then he moves on, and then he's like, wait, and then he looks back, and there's nothing there. And then both of them pop up like a shoulder shrug. Yeah. But, and then he uses it to salute at some point. Yeah. But I also, I thought that was also a clever moment of like, yeah, it, yes, that's a, it was a, it's a joke when he does the scan and he's like, wait, what? And goes back because it's a very cartoony joke, mm-hmm. but it's actually completely fitting because he's just following his direct. My directive right now is to scan. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm scanning for a reason. <laughs> And then he goes back, and then he's not like, no, I saw something there. It's like, oh, never mind. Keep scanning. When, um, this is an animation-y thing, but uh, their ability to humanize the robots when they need to and then um, really sterilize them when they need to. Like, I was just, every time I saw the scene where uh, Wally goes back to his directive at the very end, um, after Eve, um, you know, fixes him like, it's just crazy how lifeless he feels like yeah. if you one thing i was trying to like analyze and notice um to why it was they use a lot of straight lines so his eyes are always parallel um to his body and it's just like the movements are always more linear and stuff but yeah i don't know it and i think head tilts is another big thing i think that's a one big way they get away with uh, Wally, like, oh, he's cute and human. But uh, when he's straight on, it's just like, uh, he has no soul. Well, I, yeah, I think I definitely think they they do that on purpose for sure. With his like his that kind of midpoint articulation he's got in his face. Mm. Um, so when she fixes him, he's just flat. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. that break doesn't that break in that line in his head doesn't happen until he it's the last thing that happens actually because that's the thing he always does when he kind mm-hmm. of turns on um, like he does it when he fixes his eye and everything so it's kind of like this the, the see I'm me kind of thing right. um, but yeah it's and that stuff's like it's all over the place with him and they but it re- they do really sell it there and. Um, And they, they kind of do, as I say, it's sort of the same thing with, and it's the way he moves as well, because he just does the very linear motion of a machine mm-hmm. when he goes um, to move off when he's kind of back into, you know, factory default mode. Like his head just like rotates on, compl- just rotates and then he just spins and then drives off like a little tank. Mm-hmm. And it just feels completely unnatural, and you know, we're just like, "Where's Wally? Where is right. he?" Yeah, it's, it's 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 like the like the worst than death yeah. thing. Like, oh, <laughs> mm. like like he's he's dead, but he's not. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> his body's still moving around. And they sell it so well. That's the thing that, like, I think that was. I don't know if this is the first time that they like Pixar. Well, Pixar and Disney do use that 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 trick quite a lot. Pixar seemed to be the one, the first ones that used to really, really sell the "no, they're dead" trick for a long time. And they did, and I don't know if it's the first time that they really, really went 
deep in the paint with it, but it was the first one that really felt painful. That I at least to, it's the first one I remember feeling really painful. Um, it's probably because it's thematically driven, which I actually didn't even think about or notice until I think it was just today or yesterday. It was really recent where I realized like, oh, Wally goes back to following his directive, but then he's woken up by Eve's love. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and also because they, well, and it's the it's the five hundred yards of shit for Wally, right? Mm. That's the last mm-hmm. thing he would ever want. Yeah, he'd have been happier being dead from the machine, the 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 plant machine. Right, like doing than, than this happening. Then. Yeah, because it's, and we get to we and we kind of get to feel it a little bit. It's maybe it's not as strong as that, but I think that's why they pull that out for so long in Wally because they because it's she fixes him and he charges up and he turns on and we can see something is wrong, and he tries and he just walks away and she tries mm-hmm. to hold his hand. Um, all right, but holding his hands is the last thing she does. But like she, all the things he, she, all the collected. things that, yeah, right. and he just, and he just trashes them. Which I think they should have drew that out more, because only making one cube is, you know, it is a little like, ah. But if you would, I think it maybe just happens too fast to really feel like the, t- the real tension you could there. Because if you, he did that like they did it, and then he like turns to grab another <laughs> handful. That would be like, stop it, that's all your things. Oh. <laughs> just yeah. really trying to pull out as much tension as he could, but I think that obviously they did it very well. Yeah, that may also just be now we know. Like, because mm-hmm. it felt long in the... It felt... I remember how... I remember watching that in the theater, and that... Mm-hmm. I... They pulled... Like, they... They are geniuses at doing the trick of pulling that thing out long enough when you're watching it the first time to make you think that they're committing <laughs> to... Nope, mm-hmm. yep, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> and they're not going to pull a last-minute save. Um, Toy Story 3 is no... I thought they did that really well when they're in the fire, and you're like, they're, they're dead. They're nothing's mm-hmm. going to save them. And they just hold it for long enough... So that first viewing, you buy that, and at that mm-hmm. moment, that's when the the blue light turns on and the claw comes down. It's mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, so that it may be a bit of that. That is now that we know, you can't take, you can't unknow that. Right. But um. But yeah, it's it always felt like it's it hurts, and then oh, the other bit is she presses the play button, and the song is gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, and and even before, uh, he he was turned back on, turned back on, um, when when he was re- replaced all those all those parts, yeah, you know, when we even think at the time, yeah, uh, like like you know. It, at, at, at what point does he become not Wally? You know, you know, all the things you're replacing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially. I mean, this is getting 
physical, technical stuff that actually doesn't matter. But <laughs> I was like, so he changes, she changes his processor. So does he have like a hard drive or some memory in there? Like what? Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's the thing is like there at that point, you're at that point while he's not a robot. Right. For us anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cause yeah. that's why they also mm. specific. I think that's why they specifically don't say it's his motherboard or something yeah, like that. Yeah, big component. It's, it's just a, yeah, it's a circuit yeah. board. It's got a hole in it. Because right. if it, and also he's still working when the mm-hmm. circuit board is burnt out. It's being crushed that stops him. So right. um, it's just he has the idea or he gives her the idea of like, if we go home, I have this part. Right. Um, like, and I was, yeah, and that's another scene where I love, like, because, you know, Jeff, you mentioned earlier that the, when she gets the new directive, or she, she takes her new directive, and it's Wally at that point, mm-hmm. and that's why she throws the plant away, and it's the exact worst time. <laughs> Because <laughs> the one time Wally does it, Wally's like, it's like she puts her hand out for him and he just knocks her hand away. He's like, no, the, the plant <laughs> has to drag his, like, his almost <laughs> lifeless body over to it. Right. Yeah, I I think that, that part is definitely the clearest expression of the armature of the... Now she's just being more driven by, you know, her love for him rather than um, her directive. Which is great. It's still... I don't know how to... Like... Because there's also a big part in the movie as far as, like, when you live directed by love, you impact the people around you. Which is the whole thing of, like, Wally and Eve kind of don't care about saving the people. Until the end when, like, she saves um, all those humans from the, the falling tram thing. So it's like that's where sympathy and like relating to people and connection kind of become part of all that. But it's just funny to me how the reason they put the plant in is not to save humanity. It's to save Wally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But because of that, because they're they're living their lives um, passionately and loudly it's having clear ripple effects to everybody else. Which I think, you know, is shown by Eve, but then, like, I think more clearly shown with, like, Mary and John, you know, where they woke up only because Wally was kind of going against the directive of the axiom and everybody's flow and knocking them out of their their flow. Yeah. And then specifically for Mary, you know, now she now she can see with eyes um, open. She, like, is open to wonder, ready to learn, ready to be amazed and actually find out what she cares about instead of, yeah, being told what she should care about. Yeah, I was the... Something that I, I think was just, I think it's just a side bit of that, but it's just a, like, cause she, like, in that moment when he breaks her, uh, he breaks the, like, or does, I don't think he physically breaks it, breaks it, but he breaks the back of her chair to turn her call off because she's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was kind of funny, cause she goes, she's, 
it's I think it's just a a cute little visual uh, reference to that because she turns blue when everyone else turns blue. They're like, try blue, right. it's a new red. And then he mm-hmm. breaks her chair so she stops talking to the person and her outfit turns back to red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's funny because it almost feels like the blue pill, red pill uh, thing because, so yeah, she does that and then she stays red um, as she's quote-unquote woke now. And then... When she stops um, John again, he turns red. And then specifically when everybody's, like, everybody's blue except them two and then the babies. Mm. (laughs) Uh, The babies are still red. But then when everybody starts falling and have to, like, wake up and, like, save each other, that's when everybody turns red again. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. And that is actually articulated in the script, um, which Mm. I thought was interesting. So it was quite intentional. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't it like a something just des- decided in visual design or anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and, and it makes a lot of sense that way too. Then because it's, you know, that's the f- the first instance of it is that. But then yeah, that happening everywhere for all of them. Yeah. It's the if you're blue, your blue is still the directive of the ship. Mm-hmm. Red is the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you you are you're autonomous rather mm. than plugged into the the automatic. Yeah, mm. and with and, and like we have have with a uh, Mo, um, like his his job his directive is 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 to clean. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, but, but, uh, he also has to stay on the track, though, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and in the order, and, and, so, and, and so, so in order to, to do what, what he thinks is, 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 is the best way to do his job, he has to get off the track. Mm-hmm. And so, so he's still doing his his, his directive, but uh, you know he, he still has has to uh, he st- still has to bend the rules to do it. Yeah, he's an interesting character too because so yeah, he, like like you said, his whole thing is cleaning, and then he's following Wally to do the ultimate cleaning and. Once he cleans him in the trash compactor, it's like he's good. Yeah. It leads him um, to the dirtiest place on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like he's good there. And then there's the whole meet, you know, between Wally and Mo. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, he, Mo's working towards the greater purpose of getting the plant. <laughs> that transition I haven't fully understood yet. Like, well, I think it's actually part of that whole moment because if you think about it, so he followed Wally blindly because mm-hmm. even though he t- he did pull himself off the tracks, but for the reason of still following his directive of cleaning, 
and having to clean Wally and the mess he's leaving behind. And he ends up in the trash compactor, or the, not the, the trash area, not the trash compactor, uh, the trash area, dirtiest part of the ship, and is still blindly just trying to clean Wally, mm-hmm. and almost dies because of it. Because he just runs at Wally blindly, not realizing he's in the airlock. Mm-hmm. Because he is terrified in that moment when he gets caught in the door. Like, right. he charges him, gets caught in the door, and that luckily saves uh, Wally and Eva. Because Eve's able, Eve's able to grab him. Mm-hmm. But, like, when the door stops, when the giant... Wally, Wallars, the giant mm. ones, like, realize they shut... Wally. They shut... Yeah. Is it A? Yeah, A. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they sh- they shut their, um... They shut the, the uh, airlock and the look of terror on, <laughs> on Mo's face is so <laughs> sharp and palpable. He's just like, <laughs> everything <laughs> is wrong! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like after that everything's kind of calmed down and he's just like oh, I'm here now I'm gonna like, clean you up but I think like he cleans Wally and then he just kind of like sits himself into a box like mm-hmm. it just folds up and it's just like he's thinking about like All right, I gotta yeah, <laughs> something's wrong here I gotta I gotta I think about my life choices that's <laughs> yeah, true yeah, yeah like you said with him being in the dirtiest place now like why isn't he you're running up, up like, no, I, I can't, you, you know, just mindlessly just clean up all this stuff. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, he, because he's literally, I think it feels, when he goes to clean Wally at that point, it's just like, well, I'm not going to not clean you now, because I'm here, and you're here, I finally caught you. You know, but he's, he's he does it, and then, you know, Wally's like, oh, Wally, and he's like, Mo. Oh, and he shakes his hand, and then he, like, he cleans his hand, and then shakes it, and like, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then just sits back down and has nothing to do because now he's like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as Wally is like, Hey, Mo, come on, let's go. He's like, Okay. And right. I and I think it's because I think it's actually just because he is lost at that point as mm-hmm. like a, as a being, he doesn't know. Right. He thought cleaning was his purpose, and it clearly isn't because it almost killed him. Yeah, and there is also the aspect that Jeb was talking about earlier. Like, he has already jumped off his directive to some extent. Right. So, I, yeah, I think that plays into it as well. As far as, yeah, if he's sitting there kind of contemplating or whatever's happening there, I and maybe I'm getting caught up on it because he is obviously a, a tertiary character. Um, but he, I guess the reason I'm getting caught up is because he's another character who um, learned to be autonomous only through his interaction with Wally. Mm. And he's actually like one of... Well, he is the only other bot with a name. Like, you have all the defunct robots, but everybody else is just a, you know, generic robot who does their job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. Well, yeah, he's just, he's a clone for somebody. Well, he's a clone for Eve. Yeah. And the humans. 
but and it, but I think that's yeah I think that's that's why at that point he's just kind of lost because he did he he lived out the fullest extent or oh, is a clone for Otto as well because mm-hmm. he lived out yeah. his he lived out the I'm gonna break the rules to follow the directive to the maximum mm. and that's what Otto is doing mm-hmm. uh, at the end when he's putting everyone at risk to follow the because the 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 final order isn't to protect the humans the final right. order is do not return to earth mm-hmm. so that's the thing and right. he so it's so at that point it's like yeah but the reason to not return to Earth was to protect the humans, because Earth isn't safe. But his order was simply, do not return to Earth. So, well, I don't care. I'm going to... You guys are going to be dumb enough to try and make me return to Earth. I'll turn this ship over. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the order is, don't go back to Earth. And that's the thing. His order was, like... Uh, his His directive was clean. And... Wally was dirty, and the track was stopping him from cleaning him, even though leaving the track wasn't his directive necessarily. Hmm. He was still following his directive a thousand percent to to go and clean Wally. And it's right. the moment of uh, almost dying doing it that made him, that shook him. Because otherwise he would have continued cleaning everything in the trash area. Why wouldn't he? Right. Yeah, I think there's some good stuff there that I, I need to think through. Because I, I agree with um, I agree with a lot of it. We haven't talked about the captain that much. Um, was, mm. Yeah, I was just just thinking about that. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. I, mm. I, I really like how they how they built him up and and like like, like really showing him uh, connecting the dots and and ha- and how he uh, uh, comes to to a lot of his conclusions like mm-hmm. uh, one of the examples I had written down was was when he's uh, was he when when he's watering the plant, you're like, like, oh, like, oh, mm. oh, there you go. You, you just, you just need someone to, someone to take, it, take care of you, and you know, and that, like, like we all, all, all connect at the same time. We're like, oh, the biggest click in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I liked a lot of his. Like he, well, he basically got a mini. He's essentially got a mini hero's journey going on mm-hmm. for him because he goes from he's because he's already he's already Otto at the end of the movie kind of at the start when we first see him because he follows his directive no matter what just because he wants to because that's why he it breaks the ship day. yeah he's like he's <laughs> like at twelve thirty, Otto, why did you wake me from work? And then, you know, nope. It's it's. I don't care what time you thought it was. It's the morning now because I want to do my. I have to do my thing because it's the only thing I get to do. I um, was pointing out to Kaylee today how interesting that is that he turns back time, and it, 
at least they don't show it. It may exist. I don't know, but uh, they don't show anybody really like getting upset about it. So it only makes like their day to days more meaningless if it's really arbitrary. Like, yeah. what time of day it is? Like, well, yeah, you know, because the sun is fake. A of, yeah, a lot of the like the umbrellas just kind of wrapped up and went away. They were eating breakfast now, so it's just like everything was arbitrary. Yeah. No, I, I think that yeah, that's exactly why they yeah, I think that's exactly why they did that was just to show you get none, no, no one has. It's not like people are like, what, are you serious? I gotta do another like, it was halfway through my work day and now I have a whole work day again, because mm-hmm. they don't. It's not it affected no one, in any way. Right. Except the thing that was in their drink changed. <laughs> um, and I, and I, like, and then, yeah, as when, when, uh, so as we see him going forward through his sort of, his everyday he, and then, uh, they get Eva with her, with, like, the plant protocol, and he starts going through it, he's terrified. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they, as soon as, like, She's. They realize the plant is gone. He's like, oh, so I guess everything just goes back to normal. And he's like, he's like, yes, Captain. And he just like slaps the book shut immediately. Like, well, never mind. False alarm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the yeah. big grin on his face, and he's like, oh, cool. Everything's fine. I can just go back to no responsibilities. It's okay. Until he interacts like... with Wally. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it is. It's the dirt on Wally. Another part of that scene, though, um, I like Preet. Um, oh, he, yeah, it's actually, a, I guess it is a mini little art because he starts out in that scene where, you know, the computer's telling him how to go through with the whole plant thing. And then, or no, it's the old uh, CEO. And yeah. then he tells, like, you know, you need to just put it in your holodeck. It's as easy as that. And then he's like, oh, like, he just has this, like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, it's yeah, that it's easy. It's that easy. Like, he again is being advertised to. Yeah. But then it's funny because then later on, um, you know, with the A113 order from the CEO, he was like, you know, it'd be easier if we just, uh, you know, stay the course, stay, um, just stay in space. And then uh, the captain's like, easier? Like, now he's offended because it's like, we're not doing what's um, what seems to be ultimately meaningful because right. it's easier. Yeah. You know, yeah. We can't do hard things. Yeah, he's, he's actually like, uh, like, he's like, oh, but, oh, but, but no, that, but, but that thing's worth it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Specifically, his reaction is like, easier. Like, that's the reason we're not going back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the yeah on, on that same message uh, if, if from the CEO um, he, uh, he, uh, he he opens it by saying hey there autopilots mm-hmm. <laughs> and <we're> like <laughs> like what <laughs> like yeah he's saying like you know you have to stay on space and you know you know go you know, go to full autopilot you know don't come back specifically mm-hmm. says the word stay the course which I yeah. Really oh yeah isn't that a, a George Bush quote yeah I think it's yeah it's, uh, I, I always, that's why I always 
thought it was kind of a because that movie was what 2008 yeah yeah so yeah so that stuff was still super deep in the psyche at that point mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I always thought that wasn't interesting it was just like stay the course and go to full autopilot and um I I always kind of wondered what was happening in that scene though like is, is that you know it doesn't affect anything at all but there's just like they they are in a hurry to get the hell out of there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like what's going on <laughs> maybe a crazy toxic sandstorm or something I don't know yeah maybe there's like the, the last ship's about to leave or whatever because yeah there's a bunch of like and it that's and I think this this kind of proves out like the whole. It's something that we kind of talked about not in the podcast too much, but like there's stuff that matters to a story and stuff that doesn't. And the stuff that doesn't matter are the plot y sort of details because the story is about something else. So like yeah, maybe there's open questions like, what about all the other ships? Are they all still around? And all that kind of thing. But it's like you don't it's it's not important. It doesn't matter. That's that's the robot we don't follow as much. Plotty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Plotty is the one we don't do. Yeah. Um, if you ever hear me say plot, 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 that's the thing I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are all five listeners that are listening to our show? <laughs> um, yeah, it's the like it's something that the, the the three of us believe in a lot. It's like the. You know, and obviously because this is the thing we talk about the stories armatures are what the story is about and what is really trying to say and the plot is the the vehicle it's uh that's um that's allowing the story to kind of come across it's yeah. you know it's the if it's like an obstacle course it's not about the obstacles it's about the person going through the obstacle course like the armature is the thing that's trying to come across the uh, the plot are the the devices that are being used to try and communicate that yeah and that's some a good way to put it yeah mm-hmm. and and i think that i think that's something that ends up being a problem in some movies is that we get stuck and that's and this isn't actually a fault of the audience i don't think i think it's probably a fault of the stories that will get stuck in that stuff sometimes uh, because it's it's becoming it's unclear mm-hmm. and it's being thrown in the way too much so you get lost in the in the um, the weeds of the other stuff that's actually not important and you lose mm-hmm. the focus of what the message is and the message of Wally is you need to be autonomous you need to think for yourself you need to do what you love and not uh, what other people tell you to do for the sake of doing what other people tell you to do. Yeah. I think it's a little more nuanced than that, but it, it's in that vein. Specifically... Oh, go ahead, Jeb. Oh, yeah, finish your thought. Well, specifically, so we haven't talked about this yet, but I still thought it was great how the definition of axiom is a statement that is so evident or well-established that it is accepted without controversy or question, which is kind of the entire ship of the axiom. Like 
everyone just exists on it um saying like by and large has their best interest at heart with um you know, that, that just that statement is so well established and evident that everyone accepts it and there is no question of by and large's ultimate good or ultimate mission and so there's there is that aspect to it too which is kind of i guess in it's all wrapped up in that what we've been calling directive because that's what the the movie uses yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, something something that just came to mind um i like i also kind of thinking like like that's that's even like how uh how wally survived the longest Mm. like like you know you see all the other uh a uh, uh, dead wallies and i wonder if this like you know if this followed their directive you know you know uh uh uh, uh to their death mm-hmm. um you know right. you know, sort of like mo you know and you know, almost dead or and it's because wally uh was it was able to find you know you know you're, you're the you're, you know uh, he, he was able to not, to be able to find other things aside from just the work and, yeah and like understand context and like weigh what he valued so mm-hmm. if there's a sandstorm he's like oh i value not being in that whereas maybe the other wallies are just like must yeah. keep squishing Right. Yeah, that's that's some good lore. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that being a conversation for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, John and I um, stumbled onto that when we were watching it yesterday. We were like, like, yeah, she just asked the question. I was like, why? Why did he keep going? And it was the same kind of thing. It was like, um, the the reason why he kept going doesn't really matter but it probably was a conversation like you were saying i bet it it was it was something to do with that he had more to do than just his his stated directive mm-hmm. because he you know had gained sentience of some kind so he wanted to survive yeah right. so maybe he would like do you know things like Oh, it's not, yeah, exactly. Like we were saying, like sandstorm. I'll go back inside. Yeah, I, in in using the terms of the movie, I'd say like he at some point realized he didn't want to just survive. He wanted to live. Like he wanted to really yes, yeah, yeah, connect and experience uh, a meaningful life. We uh, we hit this one on the head, guys. Yeah, I'm still not a hundred percent sure on the exact articulation of of the uh, of the armature but I think we're we're pretty we're there with what what it's actually saying which is not right. um, fully articulating it clearly like in yeah. a specific sentence but I think we're there mm-hmm. yeah I think it what makes it hard is because the nuance of how everything's expressed um, so directive, you know, you can branch out and define that in 
a few different ways based on what the movie says and then same with like love like obviously it talks about romantic love um but it also talks about wonder and curiosity and uh um, I, connection i think that's what dropped me onto the idea of purpose mm-hmm. because i for me an armature is like it's it's the it sort of it it absolutely fits what's happening and is the driving force but it's not um it's not completely it's not so precise that the only story you could tell is that one mm-hmm. um so like there are other ways that you could say the armature of Wally or another movie like Right. There are other ways you could express get busy living, get busy dying. Uh, Shawshank was the way that they did it, but mm-hmm. there are other ways that you could you could very clearly express that idea. Um, you could express it with Wally. Right. Um, but I think, um, and that's why, um, you know, it's the, the, I think that's where I, the, I think that's why I ended up landing on, like, the, you have to choose what your own purpose or directive is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it expanded out to like, like what you uh, a little bit of what you were saying with the, um, or maybe it's the other way around. It's like you can't just let other people give. Uh, uh, um, lost the word. Um, like you can't just let other people impose on you what your directive is. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, take that upon yourself. And that's, you know, and that's why, because like we were saying before, it's not like Wally just stopped doing his job because he could have, he absolutely could have, because there's no, there's, there was no consequence to him stopping. He could have just been like looking around to find his trinkets and Mm -hmm. charging up every day and going back home and then just driving further every day to try and find a thing. But he was still making the cubes, t- taking those bricks and making towers. Yeah, and that's... I think that was what I was trying to encompass with um, love or connection was specifically, I guess, the contrast of um, when what is shown of people living under directive is like, you know, this kind of lifeless... Um, you know, they're not touching each other, they're not helping each other, they're not sympathizing with each other. And then um, through that, then they do. And also specifically with uh, Eve's, like, you're my directive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it has both. And I guess I was trying to figure out a way to encompass it all in the word love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought that I don't think that that works because I think, I think it does. Um, I think the only reason I think it just ends up being purpose for me rather than love is just is um, I think it's the captain mm. because he very clearly is part of that too but right. he's, yeah, but his is like he has a purpose it's not um, it's not necessarily love for him but it's now his life has a meaning or his his he feels like he has you know 
being, you know, he has something that he feels is more mm-hmm. important than just being the captain. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's getting back to Earth to do more. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to explore with the captain is because the reason he wants to do that is because he's fallen in love with, um, like, the wonder you know that's his whole driving thing is like he wants mm. to make pizza plants and uh see the beauty of you know the green grass and all that kind of stuff and that's the sequel i want to see the the <laughs> captain turning evil because of this lie he he told himself <laughs> of pizza plants Those discovering pizza that there plants. is no such thing so no it is it is very nuanced and i i, I get what you're saying and it goes it, I guess it depends on the semantics of how you articulate it. Because yeah. it, it's all of it. It's really dense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking. I think, I think, I think we're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me um, too. Or we're wrong and it's just about robots in space. Yeah, it's just about mm. superficial with, love yeah. with egg-shaped bibs. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it back, back around, Preet. <laughs> Storytelling. <laughs> That's the thing, guys. You know, you gotta come back home at the end. That's how that works. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about Wally for now. I don't Until think I make that's true. Extensive yeah. long videos about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think this was a. Uh, Definitely, a, definitely a good one. Big, yeah. You know, always been a fan of Wally, um, and it was a, it was definitely a good one to take a deep dive on. Cool. Yeah, it was. Wally was good. Uh, we were able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's another one of those films that I wish I could communicate in like a. Right, I guess I don't care if I communicate or not. I wish it was communicated in a deep way where all humanity could kind of internalize and try to figure out what that means for each of us individually. Because I think a lot of good things would happen if we all were like, no, I can choose how to live and what drives me. Yeah, I th- actually I also think... one. Sorry, I know we're about to end, but one final point... I think the using because it's the thing that, that Wally isn't about. We touched on this a little bit. It's, it's not about corporatism or anti mm-hmm. being anti corporatist or climate change or the wastefulness of humans. But it it it's about what we've talked about, and then uses that stuff to ground its reality and right. I, that's why it ends up feeling so clear and so understandable because it's not trying to preach that stuff at you it's essentially using that as a motif to get to the thing that it's trying to tell you yeah and and yeah and as a side effect yeah yeah you then get people to to think more more about about that stuff too than if, exactly. it, if it was the yeah. focus, yeah. right? Because 
on that, an interesting thing that I thought about was by and large, more or less dies when everybody has like an individual purpose. They're not reliant or dependent on by and large anymore to decide for them. So it's like once they land, now they're just people. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's an interesting thing. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, that's the thing, like, is, you know, maybe at most they would, going forward, use the ship to sleep in until they built their own places, but in that post credit mm-hmm. scene, it shows kind of, like, ideas of them going forward and, you know, planting and building communities and and becoming, like, the new human race that they become. Right. <laughs> uh, it, mm. Hey, I'm, I'm on my second beer re- recently. I, I, I just happened to to go through all the credits, and and at the at the very end, you know, they they had the Pixar logo and then then the Disney lo- logo, but then they had the by and large <laughs> logo show up as the last thing. Like, oh, that's pretty cheeky. That's, yeah. That's pretty good. Don't they do the? Is it that or is it one of the shorts where they had? I remember the, them doing a version of the Pixar logo where Wally becomes the R instead of uh, Luxo becoming the I. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that one's at the end. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. So that concludes our podcast on Wally. Let us know what you guys think in comment sections over on Facebook Theme Team Podcast or on Twitter Theme Team Pod. Next week, we'll be taking a look at one of my favorite films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, join us for that. All right, see y'all later.